we adore you in Jesus' name. Amen. I think we have one more skit. And then after that skit, we're going to continue the teaching on tonight. She, they need, um, she get them. Sis, how are you? Fine. How you doing, sister? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Sister, I I was going to tell you that I think that I'm leaving home. Like, I can't live with these rules and regulations no more. I can tell. You've been acting kind of strange lately. I, I don't, I don't, I was wondering what was going on. But why you want to leave? It's just too many rules and regulations in here. Like, mama and daddy, like, I don't know. It's just like, I just want to be free. But the Bible tells us we need to honor our uh, mother and father. I know, but I'm of age, so I think that I'm going to ask them for my inheritance because I, I just have to go. Uh, it's your decision. You're, you, you are of age to do that. If you feel like you want to do that, then you, can, you should do it. But I feel like you're just making the wrong decision. But, so it's all up to you. Okay. I'll pray for you, and I love you. I love you, too. You be good now. Keep following them rules and regulations. <laughs> <laughs> Mama and Daddy, can I talk to y'all for a while, for yeah. a minute? Yeah, baby, what's up? I was just thinking, like, I know y'all good parents and everything, but, like, I'm of age now, and, like, I don't want to keep following these rules and regulations. Like, I just want to be free, like, I just want to live my life, you know, and so I was coming to y'all to see, could I get my inheritance because I want to leave. Well, you know you was raised different, Julia, and you set apart. You can't do what the world does, but at the same time, we're not going to hold you. It's your choice, and I want you to know, you know, you can't serve two masters. You know how you was raised. You can have no other God. You know that. I do, Mama. And you know God has been the head of our house. I mean, look at all this we have. You know, God has been our supplier. We haven't lacked anything, you know. And we, we truly do love you. You know, we raised you up in the nurture admonition of the Lord so you could be, you know, it will be well with you all the days of your life. But, you know, you are of age and um, we're not going to hold you on your own, against your own will, so. I mean, since you was born, we, we saved up for you, you know, a nice, nice inheritance, you know. So, here you go. Thank you. I, I love y'all. We love you, too. Just remember what you've been taught. We love you. Mm-hmm. 
baby, the only thing you do is trust the Lord. Yeah. Come on. I know the Lord is hey, going to bring her back. He promised to go out and get the lost sheep, you know, so Amen. don't even worry about it. We're going to cast that care upon him. And, and Father, we just ask that you would go out and restore yes. our child. You said yes. you would contend with those that contend with us and you would save our children, God. So yes, we God. just thank you, Father, for the yes, things God. we don't see yet. But we thank you that it's already done, that yes, she's restored God. back, God. We, we pray you help her yes. come to herself, yes, God. God. And make the Man, right I'm hungry out here. Like, I'm just lost. Amen. Like, Lord, I don't have nothing to eat. I don't have nothing to wear. I'm thirsty. Nobody won't even give me anything. Like, I need help, Lord. It was so much better in my father's house. I had food. I had clothes. I had a roof over my head, like, Father. I'm just going to humble myself, Lord, and I'm just going to go back home. And I pray that my father and my mother just accept me, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for peace, Lord. Thank you for keeping our child. That's my daughter. Daddy! Hey! Hey, Daddy. Hey. Glad to see you. I miss you so much. We miss you too. Is that my baby? Yes. Hey, mama. Oh, I'm so glad to see you. You're so skinny. I know. I'm hungry. <laughs> well, we already prepared a meal for you. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you. you. I'm so happy to be home, and I'm so grateful that y'all accepted me back home. Yeah. Yes. Let's just rejoice. We thank yes. you, Lord, for, for going to re restore yes. our child back home. Thank you, Jesus. Let me go Thank get your you. older sister. Jennifer, your sister's back. Come on in this house and let's rejoice and let's eat. My sister's back? Yeah. I don't, why, why are we rejoicing? I don't want to go back there. Why are you rejoicing her? She was so rebellious and, and, and dishonored y'all. Why are we rejoicing? Is he going to kill this, her? This now? is your sister. You know, this, this is my Sorry. daughter. She was lost, oh now she's found. She's dead, and, and now she's alive again. We got to rejoice and be merry. You know, everything that I have is yours. And I know that, but she was so rebellious. And why why she, why she, why is y'all rejoicing? I don't want to rejoice with y'all for her. I don't want to do it. But she's repented. She turned from her ways. She's come back to herself. Everything, all your you gotta, family. you gotta forgive her and, and let that go. Okay. Now come on in Thanks this house. All, everything that I have is yours. Jennifer, you we see just your sister back. Jennifer, oh, I'm so happy to see my sister. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> well, praise God. They just wrapped up all the skits in one, huh? They kept the faith, they stood the test, and they stood together as a family in spite of what was going on, amen? And that's what we're supposed to be doing, God's way of doing things. Even when it don't look right, we still stand, amen? Amen. So tonight, I'm going to go back over what I went over last Tuesday and add a little bit more to it, not too much. But I want y'all to know the reason why I give you so many scriptures is because you want to make sure you have some witnesses. 
So when you go into the word of God, you can reference these scriptures and you can go back to them and show people different scriptures on what you're saying. When we have a test, you can choose between those scriptures, which one you want to use. You may not use them all, but you need to use at least one of them because I asked for one reference, right? So when you get all these scriptures, they are good to have so you can refer back to them. So we was talking about God's order and God's rank. And um, the way God want things to be dealing with the government, dealing with the family, um, dealing with the church. And what we're working on now is the order that God want the church to be in. Because if we stay in his order in the house of God, we won't miss anything. We will be united. We will be as one. And what I want to do first is give you the order of how the church supposed to be. Then when I go over the order of how churches are now, you're going to be able to see the difference. And the difference is man made their own rules. They made their own way of doing outside of the word of God. And what has happened is people have picked up man's way of um, the church. And that's why the church is so much out of order. That's why you see division in the church. If somebody don't have it their way, they're going to start another ministry and they're taking half of the church with them. Because when you don't understand the order of God, this is what happened. This is why you have Methodist, Baptist, Presbyterian. You have all of these different um, names for different churches and different beliefs. But this is not the way that God intend for it to be. You got holiness. You got what Jehovah witnesses you got buddha you got all of this stuff going on and people are not going by what god would have them to go by so by you learning the way that god would have for it to be when you in the midst of a place that's out of order you're going to understand um what's out of order in that place not saying that everybody um don't believe god it's just the way that you're taught and if somebody teach you the wrong way and that's all you knew all your life, when you getting it the right way, the enemy bring in confusion to keep you doing it that way so you cannot fall in line with the way that God is doing things. So God's order and rank, it starts with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We know all of them represent the Trinity, which is three persons all in one. They are in unity. We verified that in 1 John 5, 7. That says, for there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And that's what we call Trinity, but some people say no such thing as Trinity. Trinity is not in the Bible. When you look at three people, it's what? Called Trinity. And that Trinity is um, all in one. They are in union. They are united. And that starts off in Genesis chapter 1, where we start with, in the beginning... God created what the heaven and the earth so we know that in the beginning this was God's created it was Elohim there not only Elohim but it was Jesus and it was the Holy Spirit when you read down to Genesis 1 verses 1 and 2 you're going to see Jesus in the picture you're going to see God and you're going to see the Holy Spirit how are we identifying Jesus as being a part of Genesis 1 when we don't see his name we don't see him there when you go back to John chapter 1, verse 1 through verse 3, it says, In the beginning, before all time, was the Word. Who was the Word? Jesus Christ. 
And the word was with God, and the word was God himself. He was present originally with God. All things were made and came into existence through him. And without him was not even one thing made that had come into being. So we see that Jesus was there in the beginning with the Father. It was the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit. You see how God does things in rank. God is first, then there's Jesus, then there's the Holy Spirit. But all three of them make up one God. So they are are in unity, but they have different functions. So when we understand the function and the way they operate, then it will help you to understand how the church is supposed to operate. I'm telling y'all, it's so good. If we would just understand God's order, God's rank, his way of doing things, we wouldn't have all of these things happening in the body of Christ because we should know every joint supply. You may not do what I do, but you got a specific role or a part that you play in the body of Christ. And when we come together, we're making up one body, which is Jesus Christ. You can't do without your hands. You can't do without your feet. You can't do without your eyes, your ears, your mouth, every joint supplies. So if we will quit looking at what this one is doing and what that one is doing and just do what you're supposed to do, then all of us will be functioning in the body of Christ the way that we need to function. Some people want to take on every function that's in the body of Christ and try to rule in every way that they can rule or come against the one that's functioning or coming against the hand. The hand need the body. Amen. The eyes need the ears. We all need each other. And once we recognize that, we will not be coming against each other. We will not be getting so offended so quickly because somebody said this or somebody said that. We're coming together to make up one body, which is Jesus. So we have determined here is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Another scripture is Matthew 28, 19. When Jesus was talking to the disciples and he was telling them, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. They go Father, they go Son, and they go the Holy Ghost. So there were three, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. So we determine that there is an order. There's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And what we have to understand is God has things in order, but he does not want people to look at him. Um, how can I put it? They're one, but we don't want to uh, take God and, and leave out Jesus or leave out the Holy Spirit because they're coming together as one just like me as the apostle you see me as the apostle but we can't leave the prophet out we can't leave the evangelist out we can't leave the pastor we can't leave the teacher out because all of us have roles in the body of Christ to help people go out and be disciples of Jesus Christ so we don't want nobody to be left out of the body of Christ. So we want to start out the way God would have us to start out. So we determine Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Now we have to understand this. God is the head 
of Jesus. He's the head of Christ. That means he is before him. And before him means that Jesus go to the Father. And whatever the Father say, that's what Jesus says. Because it is an order. God is first. Jesus go to God. And then Jesus, he carry out what God will want him to carry out. When you look at businesses, like we went over this, dealing with a business, and I'm looking at Teresa, so I'm going to deal with the school. You have a principal, but over that principal, what do you have, Teresa? Superintendent? Board education. That superintendent, so who did that principal check in with? That's what he check in with, or he or she check in with that superintendent. Whatever that superintendent tell that principal, that pre- principal have to carry it out to who? The assistant principal. Why? Because when the principal is not there, that assistant principal is supposed to be just like that principal when that principal is not there making those decisions that need to be made. And then it goes through the school and is carried out the way it needs to be carried out. This is why you see policies and procedures set up in, in a company because you have to follow their policies and their procedures that's coming from the head and it's coming on down. So we follow those policies and procedures. So what happens is when you get called into an office, they're going to ask you, what did you do with what I have given you? Y'all know this is in the word. You know, how did you handle what I have given you? So if they say, did you do this right here? No. Well, why didn't you do that? Because I didn't think I had to. Why wouldn't you think you had to, um, to follow what I have given you to follow? Because I don't do that. How can you tell somebody that you're working for that's giving you a paycheck telling you what you're not going to do? Well, why are you not going to do it? Because that's not how I do it. It's not the matter of how you do it. It's what they're telling you to do. If they tell you to wipe off a counter a certain way, if they say, I want you to go from left to right, and you say, I don't want to go from left to right. I want to go from right to left. But there's a reason they want you to go from left to right. If they tell you this is how these toilets have to be clean, you need to clean them the way they're telling you to clean them. Why? Because there's a reason behind everything. There's a reason why that company follow pursuit on the things that they need to follow pursuit on. Why? Because they got somebody that's higher up than them that know how things supposed to work. I'll give you an example. Before I even started where I am today, God had taken me through that five-fold syndrome, taking me through every last one of them, showing me how they work and how they operate. And in, even in the church, Jennifer know this and my husband, I was at the door, I was an usher, I was cleaning the church, I was being a deacon, <laughs> I was everywhere all over the church. I even put on a robe to be an example, and I was singing with Jennifer and them. So the Lord took me through every part of the church. He took me even through the accounting part, even through the money, through everything. So God taught me so I can teach whomever he want to put in place. It's not whom I choose to put in place. It's whom he choose to put in place because God already know the gifting. God already know the talent that's in that person. You may not see what I see. You may never see what I see because if you're stuck on you, you ain't going to see what God is seeing. 
You may be so good in doing that, but God said, I don't want them to do it. I want that one to do it. And that one to say, they only know what they're doing, but I'm going to do what God tell me to do. Because there is a reason. They may not know what they're doing, but God liked the heart of that person better than he liked the heart of that person. Because that person full of pride and don't want to come down. So this is why we have to do what God tell us to do when we do it. And when we do it his way, I'm telling y'all, it will always work out. And I remember um, before my husband came to the church to work full time, it was so funny because I was doing being the administrator too. God had me building every, every policy or everything y'all saw for the church. God would have me say, Missy. Put this down because this is what God want to do. So these big books that y'all see with everything in them is what God gave me for the church. And why? Because there have to be order. Even though that God put whomever he want to put in authority, you got to have something to go by in the church because you have things that pop up. And if people don't know how to handle what's going on in the church, we end up in court. So we need to handle things Um, amongst ourselves so we don't have to go to the world to handle it but we handle it amongst ourselves and some things in church you do need um paperwork just in case something happened where you get somebody up in here and they fall (laughs) and then they say oh i can't make it i ain't gonna make it no more we got to have some forms to fill out we had to take out policies um million dollar policies y'all just for me to minister in the church so if something happened and they blame something on me we got to be covered that's the world's way of doing things so see that's the government way the world's way so it got to be put in here in case somebody want to come out of the kingdom way we got it covered see when you don't understand all these things you will come against me when you don't understand how things are because God didn't put you in the place to know what's going on. You just going on what you think and how you feel. So we see there is an order with God. Now we know that God is the head over Christ because in 1 Corinthians 11 verse 3 it says, But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. That's a scripture. But I like what Jesus said in John 14, 28. I didn't give you this last time. John 14, 28. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, ye would rejoice because I said I go unto the Father. This is the point I want you to see. For my Father is greater than I. So Jesus had to see the Father as being over him. And the reason why he had to see that is because he's saying, we go back to John 5, 19. This is why Jesus is saying this. John 5, 19. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he see the father do. And they say, for what things soever he do, those things. Those also do the son likewise. Isn't that something? So Jesus only did what he saw the father doing. So who was Jesus going to? Who was Jesus going to? So in a company, I'm going back to a company and on these jobs. The jobs have to train you in their way of doing. I'm pretty sure Manny, distributing mail, everybody think, oh, it's so easy. You just take the mail and you go to the mailboxes. But it's more than that. Manny, did you not have to be trained? 
He had to be trained, and the more Manny was trained and the more understanding Manny had, he probably can close his eyes and put the mail in the mailboxes, not unless they move the mailbox and he reach out and there's nothing there, and he got to open it, what happened to the mailbox? But he probably can do it with his eyes closed because he'd been doing it for years. Now, let's say Manny have to train somebody else to do that work. Once Manny get trained, I'm pretty sure they entrust Manny to train somebody else because they're watching Manny to see how well he carried himself with what he does. So let's say they put somebody up under Manny to be trained. So Manny start cha- uh, training the person before Manny can tell them what to do. They say, oh, you do this right here. Uh-huh. I know what to do. So, okay, Manny said, well, I, I'm pretty sure you think you know what to do, but I've been doing this for years, so let me show you how we do it. Man, ain't that hard. Just take the mail, stick it in the mailbox. So Manny got somebody with pride that want to come in there and outdo Manny, and Manny has been there for years. So all of a sudden, they call Manny in the office, and they say, okay, how, is, how are they working out? And Manny said, well, I want to be honest with you. They won't listen. Now, some people would say, well... You know, they got a a wife and they got kids and I don't want to get them fired, so I'll just let it go. Well, they're doing pretty good. They're coming along. Why are you lying? You need to tell the truth. You need to tell them what they have a problem with listening. They have a problem with understanding. Because if you work with somebody on day one and they're telling you what to do more than listening to what you're saying, you telling me you're going to go to your boss and say, they're doing okay. They're going to get it right. Yeah, you speaking those things that be not as though they were, but you need to just tell them the truth before they get you fired. Because I had a person that was getting trained by a person, and the person that was getting trained actually knew how to carry themselves with driving. They knew how to drive a truck. So the person that was training them, they actually knew a little bit more in that area, but they said they would sit there and they would wait on them to train them. But one day they couldn't wait on them to tell them this certain thing because they were doing it wrong. So they had to speak up then and say, you know, I'm not saying you don't know what you're doing, but this right here is how this should be done. So check this, y'all. They were going to hire this person because this person done so well. They were going to take this person out of this truck and take the other person and put them in another truck. It was going to be the person that was in their truck was going to get their truck. The person that was training them was going to get another truck. The person that was training them didn't want to go up. So guess what they did? They went and lied on the person and said they they wasn't doing a good job, but they were. So what am I saying? You got leaders in the church. For one, you got leaders that's trying to tell up. I'll use this for an example. I'm going to use Sister Denise and special events. Sister Denise and Renee has worked together for years. Have they had problems? Yes, they have had problems. Are we in agreement, y'all? They have had problems. They have had situations that come up. But her, Sister Nisa's being the leader and Renee being the co-leader, meaning that when Sister Nisa's is out, Renee's supposed to follow her lead. So Sister Denise has to make sure everything is in order so both of them can work together. Now let's say that Sister Denise is telling Renee, Renee, it's not like this, y'all. I'm using it for example. Renee, this is how we're going to do this right here. Sister Denise, Sister Denise. 
I don't mean no harm, Sister Nee. But we don't need to do that like that, Sister Nee. I just ain't going to do it. Sister Nee's go to Renee again and say, Renee, this is how this need to be done. Well, Sister Nee, who told you how it need to be done? I said don't need to be done like that. Over and over again, they can't move because Sister Nee keep telling Renee, y'all, it ain't like that. I'm using it for an example. So finally, I come to Sister Nee and I said, Sister Nee, how's Renee doing? Oh, she doing all right. We're going to make it. She doing just fine. So she's suppressing Renee. Over and over again, she's suppressing Renee. So she go back to Renee again. She say, all right, Nene, we're going to get this right now. We, we're going to show them we can do it. We're going to get this right. Renee look at Sister Nee. Say, listen, Sister Nee. What you doing, you know it ain't right. I just ain't going to follow what you doing because then Sister Nee's blow up. <laughs> then when she blow up, I'm hearing about the blow up. Now I'm in the blow up. Okay. So Renee is not listening to her leader because Renee thinks she know more than the leader. What's happening to the team? This is what happens in the church. Some people think they know more than other people. And sometimes this can happen. I'm going to flip the switch. Let's say Sister Nice is a leader, but all of a sudden she lost her zeal. She don't care no more. She done had it out with Renee. So she's just like, I just don't care. Let it go any kind of way it want to go. And if it go down, let it go down. I just don't care. I'm just going to say yes. And if she falls, she falls because I don't care. So she lose her zeal. And when she lose her zeal and I see her zeal is gone and I see that things are not running the way they need to be run, guess what I'm going to do? Renee, you're going to head up special events. Sis niece going to sit down. I shouldn't even have to do that. Because if she's the leader and they is out of place, that leader supposed to handle what's out of place and handle it in love. Y'all, we don't supposed to have all this like the world has it. We're supposed to come together and do it the way God wants it to be done, not the way we think it needs to be done. So this is how God wants the church to run. Jesus went to the Father. And whatever the father said, that's what he done. That's the next, um, in John 8, 28, it says, Then Jesus said unto them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall you know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my father has taught me, I speak these things. So Jesus said, as the father teach him, he said, this is what I speak. Y'all, that is so awesome. Can y'all imagine if we're in the word of God, on a daily basis, we're getting taught. The Holy Spirit, he's our teacher. And the more we're in the word and we're hearing what the Father has to say and we're bringing it back to the house of God, we're bringing it back to the body of Christ, there should be nothing missing and nothing broken. This is why it reminds me, and we're going to go back over this, how the order should be when it comes to the body of Christ. When people have a... A, um, when you are part of the body, when that part don't do its part, it's holding up the rest of the body. And when the rest of the body is getting held up, the head up here that God has made head, God is going to let the head know the body is messed up, getting ready to shut down. So the head got to come in there and say, okay, let's see where this started. Let's see what happened to cause us to be so stagnated that we cannot move forth. 
And when you are in the presence of God, God will tell you what's happening in those departments and what's not getting done. And you don't even have to be in the midst of them because you see it. Anytime a leader have to always remind people what to do all the time, your heart is out of place. When you have a heart for something or someone, nobody shouldn't remind you all the time. See, we're doing a work of God, and the work that we do should be with a spirit of excellency, meaning that it should be above what the world do. See, we go to these jobs on time, some of us. Some of us barely make it. We go to the job on time and because we want them to see what we can do. But when it comes to the house of God, we're dragging like a snail. I'll get here when I get here. When we get here, our ears and hearts are not open to hear what God has to say from the beginning to the end. Because when we have the heart of God, we want to come into the house of God with such an expectancy. God, whichever way you want to move, whether it's in Sunday school, God, whether it's with Judah, whether it's with apostle, God, whether it's with whatever you want to do. I'm having an expectancy today, God, because I have you in my heart and on my mind. That's how it should be. And it should be like that even on our jobs. We work unto him. When we go work unto him, y'all, your boss ain't going to have a problem with you. Look at Daniel in the Bible. Daniel still looked to the father. And when he looked to the father and he got instructions from the father, he carried it out in Babylon. And they chose Daniel over all those people in that kingdom. They found a spirit of excellency. And Daniel, this should be found in the church on your jobs. You should stand out more than the world stands out. Your light should be so bright that when you're doing your work, you ain't worrying about if they're going to give me a raise. You ain't worrying about all this because you're doing it so much unto the Lord. You ain't mumbling. You ain't complaining. You're just saying, Lord, I thank you that I have a job. I thank you, God, that whatever my hands touch is blessed. And you end up standing out. Why? Because you're doing it unto the Lord. And that's what Jesus was doing. He said, as he teach me, I only speak what I'm taught. Then he goes on to say in John 12... A lot of scriptures, isn't it? John 12, 44 through 45. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. Isn't that awesome? Jesus said, you ain't believing on me. You believing on him that sent me. He's still putting the Father above him. And then he says, but on him that sent me, and he that seeth me, seeth him. Jesus said, you ain't seeing me, you seeing the Father. Because he's representing the Father. And people shouldn't see us, they should see him. When people are seeing us, you know what they're seeing? They're seeing our attitudes. They're not seeing the fruit of the Spirit. They're seeing how we feel. They're seeing our emotions. Now, John 12, 49, it says, For I have not spoken of myself, But the father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, which I should say and what I should speak. So Jesus waited on what the father had to say. And that's what Jesus spoke. So we see that Jesus recognized the father as being head. 
He said he don't do nothing outside of the Father. And then the next thing I'm going to go to is Jesus um, and the Holy Spirit. And I don't think we talked about the Holy Spirit just a little bit last week. But I want to make sure we talk about all three. In Genesis 1 verse 2, we see that the Holy Spirit was there. The Holy Spirit was broadening. The Holy Spirit was waiting for the word of God to be spoken so he can release the power based on the word of God that was spoken. So we see that the Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. Now here goes some more scriptures on the Holy Spirit. Get ready because I have four of them. Four of them. John, which we know these. John 14, 16 through 18. John 14, 16 through 18. This is what Jesus said. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, counselor, advocate, the Holy Spirit, to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept, receive him, because it does not see him or know him. But you know him, because he lives, remains, abides with you, and he will be in you and among you. I will not leave you all alone like orphans. Orphans have little or no support in the ancient society. I will come back and I will come to you. So what Jesus was saying, he was getting ready to go be with the Father. But he was letting them know, I'm not going to leave you alone. And he was basically telling them that the Father is going to send to them the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was going to be there to represent Jesus. Because when Jesus walked the earth, the disciples had Jesus to go to, to teach them, um, to ask questions, um, to, to be their comforter, to be whatever they needed. So now Jesus is saying, you're going to have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. So whatever you need, you can go to the Holy Spirit. Just like I went to the Father, you can go to him. Another scripture is John 14, um, 26. Amplified version, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name and my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will cause you, cause you to recall, will remind you, bring to your remembrance everything that I have told you. Do y'all see how the Holy Spirit is telling you what Jesus has spoken? So when we need help with something, we go to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, he's only going to give us what the word has already said unto us. Because he's representing who? Jesus. So our next scripture is John 15, 26. John 15, 26. But when the comforter, counselor, helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby comes, whom I will send to you from the Father... The spirit of truth who comes proceeds from the father. He himself will testify regarding me. The Holy Spirit is not going to say anything opposite to what Jesus already said. He's only going to witness, be a witness to Jesus. So when Jesus walked the earth with the disciples and he taught them and they were there amongst him, the Holy Spirit was going to be representing Jesus on their behalf so we see that the holy spirit has a function and we have to use him and recognize his function in his role the last scripture is john 16 12 through 14 john 16 12 through 14 i'm reading the amplified i have still many things to say to you but you're not able to bear them or take them upon you or to grasp them now 
But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth, the whole full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine, and reveal, declare, disclose, transmit it to you. So we see how it is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So they work together, but they have different functions and different roles. On saying all of that, we don't went over this before, but we're going over it again because when we come into alignment the, the way that God has set it up for the church, we will be able to function in the role, in the capacity, the way God wants us to function, and we will not be out of order. I always say stay in your lane. When you stay in your lane, you won't be bumping into everybody else. We got some people, I, I, it's like this. If he's the administrator, he's supposed to know how things run, everything, right? So if he know how everything run, then who do you need to go to? Who? So why would you come to me? Anybody? If there's a problem with special events, who would you go to? Who? Who? So why would it come to me first? Why would it come to an administrator? Because when you know your function and when you know your role and you know how things are, who would you go to? The one that's over that area. Like Athea. If the mic is not working right and Athea is over the sound room, right? And that mic is not working right, you're going to say, What's wrong with my mic, Apostle? It won't come on, Apostle. And I'm just going to say. And Athea is going to be peeping out the wonder like, I'm just tired of this monkey business. Ain't nothing but monkey business. I'm sitting right back here. Why you bothering her for? Nothing but monkey business. Then she's going to storm out the sound room. Give me this mic. Because she mad. Because you are all up in her business with me. It's making her look like she ain't doing what she's supposed to do because she's thinking, well, why you coming to the boss? I'm sitting right back and all this monkey man. She's going to be talking under her breath, though. She ain't going to say it out loud. <laughs> then by the time she get to you, she's going to be smiling. It's all right. It's all right. And then she's going to turn around. <laughs> Is that not what we do? Yeah. So, look, if we know the functions... It reminds me of that song, um, Conjunction, Junction, what's your function? You remember that, don't you? <laughs> See that? So we have to learn what everybody do or does in the body of Christ. And when we know that, we go to the person. But guess what? If a person has been in the body of Christ and they're a leader and don't know what they're doing, they don't need to be there, do they? That's why we say we turn it over to the, if the co-leader no more than the leader, the co, the leader needs to sit down. 
right? So we all work together. We all work together. And the way God set it up is the way he want his church set up. And if we do it the way God want us to do it, y'all, we will function the right way. The hand won't act like it got arthritis. Because, see, sometimes the hand just dangles like it's got some issues because it don't want to do nothing. It be lazy. So whoever's doing the part of the hand won't even lift up the hand to do nothing. It's making the other part of the body mad because they see the person being lazy, right? So we want to make sure everything is functioning the way it needs to in the body of Christ. So we talked about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we talked about their functions. It's just giving you a guideline. It's not everything, but I just wanted you to, sh- to show you the order, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Next Tuesday, if it's the Lord's will, we'll go um, back through some more things dealing with the body of Christ and see how God has set things up in the body of Christ and where it uh, started at. And then we'll move forward. Amen. Did anyone have?